Uh, If you will, take your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2. As you make your way there, the hardest thing Jesus ever did. We need to talk about that. Uh, Let me read this to you as we look at the Scriptures together. Give you a little background that uh, Jesus is back in Capernaum. Word spread that he's there. Uh, they've heard about the amazing things he's done and how he's worked. And so they now are trying to figure out how to, that people are coming. And uh, for all different reasons, they're showing up. And, they're, um, and the crowd is so great, um, you know, that, that the people, that people have come because of curiosity, because they want to hear that, what he's going to say about the kingdom of God. Or they, they've come because uh, they're skeptical. And so the crowd has showed up so much, the house is full, and, and they're even pouring out the door. Uh, and so uh, in the process, there's four guys that have a buddy. He's paralyzed. He's in need of a miracle. They, can't, they love him. They care about him. They can't do anything for him but get him to Jesus because they've heard what he can do and how he can make a difference and how he can change a life. And so we begin to see when they get there, they're excited, they're fired up, they're thinking, this is great, we're going to get to see, we're going to get our buddy taken care of. And then the, can you imagine the feeling they had when they saw the crowd was pouring out of the house and they realized they could not get to Jesus because of the crowd. And they said, that's not going to stop us. And so we said, what, they, 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 brain, they did some brainstorming, they said, okay, we're going to take the roof off, we could have put a hole in the roof, go down and drop in front of Jesus And we'll get our friend in front of Jesus. And so that's what they did. Now let's look at the scripture and see what it says, beginning in verse 5. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of the religious law were sitting there, thought to themselves, What's he saying? Man, well, he just he just did that. He did something only God can. What, what's he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sin. They had come to see a teacher and not God. All right, look further. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, "Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier?" To say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or is it easier to stand up and pick up your mat and walk? You want to pay attention to that word easier. That's an important word in this passage. He lays before them this question, which is easier? Which is easier? Let's go further. So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And you know what? He did. He jumped right up. A miracle, unbelievable, took place before their eyes. A strength where there had been no strength in his legs and where he had no motion or movement now became completely healed. He stood up, rolled up his mat. He took his high. They, 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 they left that place. Probably singing Amazing Grace, my chains are gone. The hardest thing Jesus ever did. Uh, It was a moment, it was a love burst moment. Love burst happened. They're spontaneous moments of affection, graciousness, devotion, 
kindness, and love. They are moments that create memories that last a lifetime. And Jesus has them all the time. Notice that present tense, has them all the time. He had them all the time when he walked on the earth, and he has them now. Those love burst moments change our life. We see them all around us. Love burst moments look something like this. Uh, uh, a church group had gone to Six Flags, and, and they were, it was, they'd closed the place down. And it was one of those uh, early spring nights when, when it got really cold at night. And, and so they were all leaving, heading, heading back to their church vans. And, and uh, they had had to park across the way, not in the parking lot. And, and so they were walking across the street. And, and as so many times, there are, there are cult groups that, that kind of hang outside Six Flags, and they try to sell you flowers. Um, and they'll sell you uh, roses for a sum of money. And such was the case as, as this group was making its way across the street. There was a, a, a young lady out there peddling her flowers for her, for her cult. And, and she was uh, talking to the people and very nice. And, uh, but she had on a sleeveless shirt. Obviously, she was cold. And and when one of the lady chaperones came by and, 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 and stopped, and of course, the lady was trying to sell her a rose, and would you, would you buy this? And, and uh, she said, uh, sweetheart, I, I, I really don't want to buy you flour. I, I, I don't really agree with what you, you're saying, but I do want to tell you that God loves you, and Jesus died for you, and he really will change your life. And she took a moment and just shared some love. But that wasn't it. The love burst moment was when this lady, this, this, this counselor with the youth group, took off her jacket and gave it to this girl who was cold. And said, here, sweetheart, you look awful cold. Put this on. Love burst moments. You never know. Love burst moments look something like this. A young, a young woman loses all her hair because of cancer treatment. And she has a friend named Kelly who shaves her head to be supportive of her friend, to share somewhat in her embarrassment and humiliation. You know who I'm talking about. She's a country singer, but you probably know her even better as the winner of Dancing with the Stars, Kelly Pickler. Her hair was so short when she did that because it was just growing back. Love burst. We see them. We see them. They're there. They're there. Acts of love reflecting grace and kindness and sacrifice. Jesus has them all the time. What's the hardest thing he ever did? He's going to tell us. And I hope it'll change our lives. And I hope we'll respond to what he wants to do in our lives today. So here's what, he, here's what I want you to get. The first thing is this. Jesus is so touched by what he sees that he gives us what we need and not just what we ask for. So touched by what he sees. And incidentally, he sees everything that can be seen. 
He looks beyond the physical and the obvious and sees the real need of people's lives. He did it that day and he does it today. These men had tore a hole in the roof and dropped their buddy down. And can you imagine they were, they were risking embarrassment and injury to get their friend before Jesus. That's pretty incredible. That's a love burst moment. They're going, man, if we can get you before Jesus, something good's going to happen. We know it because we've heard all the stories. And, and we know he can do something incredible and miraculous and supernatural. And we just want to get you in front of him because when he sees you, he's going he's gonna to do something. We just know he will. And so they're dropping their buddy down. They get him down in front of Jesus. And here lays this guy. He can't move. He's paralyzed. And, and the guys are standing there wondering. Well, and they're saying, basically, we want you to help our buddy to walk. Who wants you to help our buddy to walk? That wasn't his greatest need. Too many times we, we do a lot of, when we talk to God about stuff, we're talking about the things that are obvious to us and the things that are really important to us. But isn't it great that he many times looks beyond that to see what we really need? He hears what we're saying, but he sees what we need. And he heard these guys ask, can you just help our buddy walk? His greatest need was not just to walk. So here's what happens. He sees what's happening. Jesus sees their faith and their love, and he's certainly moved by that. We know that he tells us he saw their faith, okay? And they asked for the friend to walk. Jesus saw the greater need. He saw his relationship to God. And so uh, he says, "I I know what you're asking for. I hear what you're asking for, but I see what the need really is. And he says to this man that's motionless and just helpless, but not hopeless. He says, your sins are forgiven. Now, nobody was expecting that. You understand that? Nobody, that, that came out of nowhere. Even the buddies are going, well, that's great, but that ain't what we asked for. I mean, that's, you see, nobody's seeing that happen. They're hearing this guy say this, and, uh, uh, and they're going, so what? And the skeptics that have come, those who aren't really sold on Jesus yet, are saying, man, this guy just blasphemed. He, he's, he's done something only God can do. He's claimed to forgive sin. Now, everybody was expecting him to tell this man to walk because they'd heard the stories. Oh, this guy can walk. And, we're, and they're all excited, anticipated. And can you imagine all of a sudden saying, hey, your sins are forgiven. And people are going, do what? He said, what? No, man, that ain't what we can't. We, we, we want to see something more. The second thing I want you to get. The hardest thing Jesus did was not the healing of his body. It was the forgiving of his sin. It was forgiving his sin. They thought the hardest thing that could possibly happen was for this paralyzed man to walk. That wasn't the hardest thing that was going to happen that day. The hardest thing that would happen, he said, I'm going to forgive his sin. He asked him, which is easier, guys? You've questioned who I am. You've questioned my identity, my integrity. And I said, so tell me, which is easier? 
Which is easier? Look what he says. It's incredible. Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or, to, or is it easier to stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? The truth is, we need to answer that question. What's the hardest thing Jesus does in our life? Same thing he did in this guy's life. He, uh, he said, guys, which is easier? You know, to say walk? I can tell him to walk. Hey, just so you know who I am, and that I have the authority to not make people walk, but I have the authority to forgive sin, pick up your bed and walk. And the guy instantaneously picks up his bed and walks, man, and everybody's going, wow, that's awesome, that's incredible. And he says, no, no, you missed the point. That's the easiest thing I've done. The hardest thing I've done is forgive his sin. What happened? Why was it harder? To tell him to stand up and walk required a simple command. Only required a simple command. But forgiveness required a cross. You say, well, he hadn't died yet. I know that. But everything in the Old Testament is made good because he would die on the cross. And every forgiveness that was granted in the Old Testament was based on the fact that one day Jesus would die on the cross. And after that, every forgiveness we have is based on the fact that Jesus died on the cross. And so he said, the one, one required just a simple command, stand up and walk. But forgiveness required a cross on which Jesus would hang for six hours and agonize for every breath, be beaten beyond recognition, suffer beyond description. The easier thing was to say, stand up and walk. But the hardest thing he ever did was forgive that man's sin. And the hardest thing he's done for us is forgive our sin. So hard would it be that he would say to the Father, if there's any other way, can we let this cup pass? It's a hard thing. The second thing about this is this. One needed merely a word from Jesus. Just a word. Stand up and walk. Just walk. Just a word. Something that we say. Forgiveness needed the blood of Jesus. Without the shedding of blood, the Bible says there's no forgiveness of sin. The Old Testament, with every animal sacrifice, it was, it was a sin sacrifice, the blood was the issue. And that simply was symbolically pointing to the one day when the Son of God would step out of heaven and come to earth, live a sinless life, lay his arms out on a Roman cross and die and give his life's blood that flowed from his brow, from his back, from his hands, from his feet, and eventually from his side. To where he really became the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. The hardest thing 
he ever did. The greatest work God will ever do in our life is to forgive our sins. We're kind of a lot like those four guys. We see the obvious and we see the physical and we, God, you got to do something. We know you can. We know you will. But the greatest miracle of all is the one he does that can't be seen visibly yet. Oh, it'll be seen. Transformation can always be seen. When a person steps from death to life and darkness to light, you see the difference. If you don't see the difference, then nothing's really happened. Transformation. He said, I'm going to tell you to walk now, but the hardest thing I did was forgive his sins, guys. That was the, that was the tough thing. What are you saying? Did he do that arbitrarily? No. The man had faith. That faith was visible. And God showed grace in the midst. He always responds to faith with grace. And as a matter of fact, grace is what gives us faith. And so he, the man was there saying, I believe you can do something in my life. I believe you are who you say you are. And Jesus said, that's all that needed. Let me do something you've not even expected. Let me do something that's not crossed your mind. Let me do something that you're not aware of, but you will be now because I'm going to tell you your sins need to be forgiven, and I'm willing to do that because I see your faith. The only words that matter throughout eternity are your sins are Forgiven. That's all that matters. Of all the words people will say over us and about us, and the things they'll say at funerals and the things they'll say as they visit with families. Man, we've had a busy week in this church. We've had a lot of funerals. A lot of incredible things have been said about a lot of people. But the greatest thing that will ever be said is their sins were forgiven. Jesus did that hard thing in their life because it cost him everything completely and totally. And they left saying, we've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Love burst. They happen. Where God's love just breaks through. And he looks at all the stuff we want. He looks beyond all that and says, I want to tell you, your sins are forgiven. The most incredible moment in your life when you come to the realization that you need a Savior that you can't save yourself, that you can't eradicate your sins no matter what you do or how you try. And when you finally come to that point of decision, nothing else in this life is more important than the moment when you say, God, forgive me. And he'll do that incredible thing in your life. And he'll forgive your sin. Because that's what the cross was all about. And that's why he gave his blood.
to do that which you could never do and to make you right with God and to establish a relationship with God. Hardest thing he's ever done.